0: Welcome to The Fastest Five Minutes, presented by Kroll and Mooring. This is Peter Ayer, your host for this edition, bringing you a biweekly summary of significant government contracts, legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. We're going to start with an update on the vaccine mandate. On May 12th, President Biden signed an executive order revoking Executive Order 14042. Which had required certain parties contracting with the government to follow specified COVID-19 safety protocols, including the contractor vaccine mandate. Effective May 12th, all prior guidance from the task force, in particular the Safe Federal Workforce Task Force, implementing the requirements, that's also been revoked. So for now, the requirements really are of no force and effect. And there are some questions that have come up about what this means going forward. But really with very few exceptions, uh, our understanding is that the vaccine mandate is now really in the rearview mirror. Next up, we're going to talk about CISA. That's the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, uh, development coming out of that agency. On April 28th, CISA issued a draft secure software self-attestation common form for public comment. The form requires software producers serving the government to attest to specific security elements of their software development lifecycle and their development environment. The self-attestation form is a key component of software supply chain security requirements and best practices laid out in OMB Memo 22-18, and CISA drafted this form in consultation with OMB based on practices established by NIST. Individual agencies may supplement the comment form requirement but any additional agency-specific requirements must be approved by OMB before taking effect. As an alternative to self-attestation, a developer may engage with a certified FedRAMP third-party assessor organization to confirm that its software complies with the NIST uh, Special uh, Development Framework. CISA is seeking public feedback on the self-attestation form until June 26th of 2023. Next up is an update from OFCCP. On April 10th, OFCCP issued a modified version of its initial proposed revisions to the scheduling letter and itemized listing published on November 21st of 2022, which set forth fundamental changes and expanded requirements for government contractors, including requiring submission of information regarding the use of artificial intelligence tools, enhanced compensation data, and documentation of compensation analysis. OFCCP retracted a few of the proposed information and data demands. For example, no requirements to identify whether a promotion is competitive or non-competitive. However, the OFCCP has proposed to implement the majority of significant changes, such as those impacting contractors with campus-like settings, the expansion of information regarding disability and veteran outreach efforts, and disability utilization in addition to the requirement for documentation related to promotion policies and practices, and an expansion of the definition of temporary employees to include those provided by staffing agencies. Next, we'll turn to a civilian board decision relating to timeliness and jurisdiction. On April 6th, the civilian board dismissed contractor BES Design Build LLC's appeal for lack of jurisdiction, finding the appeal untimely because contractors cannot reset the 90-day appeal window by resubmitting essentially its initial claim. On February 24th of 2021, BES submitted a certified claim for non-payment under a task order to replace two exterior stairs at a courthouse. The contracting officer denied the claim in a final decision on April 23rd of 2021. BES did not appeal that denial. More than a year later, on June 8th of 2022, BES submitted a nearly identical certified claim. The CO responded on August 22, 2022, stating that the contracting officer's final decision had already been issued in the matter. On November 18th, BES appealed what it cited as the August 22, 2022 COFD to the board. GSA then filed a motion to dismiss for lack of jurisdiction, citing BES's appeal as untimely. CBCA granted GSA's motion to dismiss, noting that there are three jurisdictional prerequisites for it to hear a contractor's claim under the CDA. Number one, the contractor's submission of a claim to the contracting officer. Number two, the issuance of a COFD. And three, a timely appeal. Under the CDA, a contractor has 90 days from the date of receiving a COFD to appeal the decision to the relevant agency board. BES argued that because the agency responded to its second claim on August twenty-second of 2022, it should be entitled to 90 days from that date to appeal the agency's denial. CBCA disagreed, explaining that claims based on a common or related set of operative facts will be considered the same claim for purposes of an appeal if a court will have to review the same or related evidence to make a decision. Here, because the contractor's allegations and the relief sought were substantially the same, CBCA found both of the submissions were for the same claim and the relevant date for calculating the 90-day window was the issuance of the first COFD on April 23rd, 2021. So important lesson for contractors there. We will close out for this edition. Thank you so much for joining. This has been the Fastest Five Minutes brought to you by Croll & Mooring. See you again in two weeks. If you have any questions, I can be reached at 202-624-2807. Thank you for joining. The Fastest 5 Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll & Mori LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com govconpodcast.